let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and we are in the pub. Not just any pub, though, Steve. Not just any pub. Where are we, mate? We're in the Victoria Inn in Colchester, where we recorded the now infamous Sparklers episode. And we're not alone. No, we've been joined by uh, Andy, landlord, Rich, who was on there last time, bar manager, but we are also joined by Andy's wife and landlady, Sheena. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. Hello. Good to be here. Good to be here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna dive straight in and, and just start asking you guys questions because this this whole episode is is simply about pub life, uh, about being in a pub, drinking in a pub, what makes people want to come to a pub, um, and the obvious place to start is with the the landlord and the landlady. Um, why why did you get into this game? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We've both got different reasons, I think. Uh, I've been in and around pubs, started drinking in pubs at 17, as, as most of us did uh, back in the day. Only Coca-Cola, obviously. Uh, other colas are available. <laughs> um, but I've always, I've always loved pubs. And my dad was a, uh, very much a pub man. Um, I was working and doing cla- glass collecting in pubs from, from a young age. Um, and then most of my social activities revolve around being in pubs. Uh, I got into the drinks business in 1988. Um, firstly working for Macro, then moved to work for Whitbread. Uh, so the drink, drinks industry is something I've, I've done um, for quite a while. Uh, but pubs, as far as owning or running a pub, uh, this is my first one. So I don't, or didn't when I came here uh, seven and a bit years ago, have any experience of actually running a pub. I used to run off licences for Whitbread. So it's uh, a little bit different, um, but it's, I just like pubs. So uh, <laughs> so why not? What about you, Sheena? What's your, uh, your pub history like? Uh, well, I first started working in pubs when I was 16-ish, just helping out at my local when I was a student, and just loved it, took to it like a duck to water and loved it, and I've worked in pubs on and off ever since then, either on a part-time basis or a full-time basis, whatever. I've had a few years where I've had a bit of a break, but I've always loved pubs, the pub life, the atmosphere working in them I just like everything about them and it was always sort of a, an ambition of mine to have my own finally managed to achieve that when I was 40 I was just shy of my 40th birthday when I took my first pub on um, which was um, a pubco pub over in Maldon I was in there for three and a half years that didn't work out myself and the pubco fell out but that's a whole <laughs> different story which I won't bore you with right now don't think you're the only person um, to experience that particular thing enough, no <laughs> And then this one, again, it's, it's a bit of a convoluted story, so I'll save it, but we got wind of this one being on the market. I was obviously in between jobs. Um, Andrew wasn't particularly happy in his job where he was working, so we thought, right, we'll do it, go for it. So we did. And that's how, because I mean... The rest is history. The, the Where we're recording now used to be where they used to play pool up here. Yes, well, apparently the pool table had several different locations in this pub back in the day, this being one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember playing pool up here yeah. one of the few, very few times I came in here when it wasn't... Mm. The Victorian, as we know it now. What, what about you, Rich? <laughs> well, uh, I I was probably a little bit younger starting in the pub trade. I started at fifteen, working in the kitchen of a pub, my mum's pub, um, and then uh, no bar experience until I actually turned eighteen. I did my first bar shift on my eighteenth birthday, 
uh, with a nasty hangover, but that's what happens. Don't give a nasty hangover before your 18th birthday. Celebrating the night before, uh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? From midnight. <laughs> it's it's, it's bum running the pub type yeah, thing, you know, yeah, yeah. You know the, the, the rules and that. Um, and then she worked for uh, a big brewery who decided to sell the pub. So I decided at 18 that I wanted to stick into the pub trade. So I went into management at 15, uh, assistant manager at the first pub uh, in Wolfham Abbey. And then just carried on sort of from there. Did that till I was about 22, um, and then took a few years off to uh, do retail security, shoplifting. Not not me. Well, shop- you were doing shoplifting. That's <laughs> an admission. Not, not me shoplifting, as in catching the shoplifters, etc. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know all the tricks. You know. And then uh, I, I got a, a phone call from uh, Sheena. Oh, sorry, a text message from Sheena one day, offering me a job, and I thought, well, why not? And uh, I've been here just over a year now, so back in the back in the trade, and hopefully I'll have my own pub one day. Cool, sounds good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just dive in with a with a few more questions. She, Sheena and Andy, you've obviously been here for seven and a half years. Did, did you say about that? Just yeah. shy of you yeah. now. Um, and over that time, you've you've clearly made a number of significant changes to the way the pub operates, and particularly the beer selection that mm. that, that we de- see downstairs. What would you say has been the biggest change that you've made to, to the way that you manage this place? Um, well, when we actually took it on, this place had been closed for a couple of months. But immediately prior to that, apparently there was no ale at all. There was It was a, a lager, Sky Sports, Fruit Machines kind of pub. Um, so, yeah, I think the biggest change was deciding to put ales on. You know, we didn't deliberately set out to become a dedicated ale house, as it were, but we thought, well, we've got to have at least a couple um, we both drink ale and whatnot, so we've got to have at least a couple, and it just sort of grew from there. So that was, I think, for me, that's the biggest thing we did. Was that also another way of also perhaps changing who you, the type of people you wanted to come into the pub? Oh, yeah. 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 Without putting a big sign up on the wall or something, so if you'd have real ale rather than your Sky Sports and your Macro Lager, mm. you have you bring St. Kels into it, mm. it automatically will attract a different it's, crowd. It, it is very much about, the, the, like Sheena's just said, the first big thing we did was... Um, put ale on and make sure we were serving good ale at the end of the day we were going to be drinking it um, and then this, the, I think the second big change we made um, it's going back a year or two now was we got rid of all the mainstream lager brands because mm. you did have them for a, we had the them, best part of your we had them so for far, a while yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we had them for, for quite a while where we stopped, started off we stopped Foster's Lager and then uh Within a year, we moved to Carlsberg. Uh, but dealing with these big businesses, it just it does your head in. Um, we're just one little pub in Colchester. If we were Punch Taverns or Enterprise Inns or, or one of the big boys, the way they treat you is very different. But we're just a one little operation, and the, the standards of service we got from them were, were shocking. Um, and we just got totally fed up with it and said, you know what? We don't need to be stocking these, you know, just because these these people monopolise the lager sector. So now we'll we'll go, and, you know, we've got good local ales on. Let's see if we can find local lagers and local stouts. Of which there are a few. Because I think the, there are. Is, a few. Did you have Calvors for a while? We no, we tried mm, tried Calvors. Try? It didn't really to our palates. Although we're ale drinkers, um, I did spend quite a few years drinking lager because there wasn't any ale. Um, about when I was younger or very little um, 
but I do know what a good lager should taste yeah. like. And and the the stuff that the the big boys are churning out at the moment doesn't taste of anything. And it's uh, if you ever go to the continent, you realise lager can be a fantastic drink. Uh, so we we sourced, uh, we tried quite a few, and we sourced originally we had uh, Graham Pilsner, which I still think is a wonderful drink. A lot of our regulars seem to think it got a little bit too much flavour for them, <laughs> and it, it was it, they find it a bit scary. Um, well, when they used to drink in the macro stuff, which that's what is, I was going to say. So yeah, your, reg, your, your regulars who still like a lager mm. found it was just maybe not too lagerish enough. It yeah. wasn't. It was too much, or flavor. maybe too lagery. Yeah, it was. This <sighs> thing, um, but these. It was we were seeing people come in that don't normally use a pub. But our regulars were still drinking it, but I think more out of you know dedication to the pub. I mean, I agree. I think the Grand Pilsner was nice actually. Mm. It, it was a good drink. The people that were passing by, shall we say, maybe heading into town, that come in for a couple of pints of lager, you find they were leaving half a pint. Mm. They weren't. They weren't finishing it. It wasn't to their palate. So we've just changed again recently to uh, Wibbler's Maverick, which is. I don't like to use the word bland, it's blander. A, it's a cooking lager. It's it, it is. It does exactly what uh, a lot of lager drinkers want. It is just fizzy. It's got far more taste than Carlsberg, but it's not that scary for them. Um, so palate-wise, they, they can tolerate it. But it also means you get to deal with a local brewery rather mm. than one of we the We can deal ones. with the local yeah. guys, yeah. Uh, everything we try and source locally. Um, we got rid of Guinness, uh, and we have Adnan's Blackshaw Stout on, which is the closest uh, distance-wise um, for a, a good quality I mean, uh, Blackshaw Stout's good. Mm. It's a very nice drink, yeah. We did take a hit on this. We, Without a doubt, it's we've not done it for business reasons because if we did we've made a big mistake um we probably it's probably costing us a thousand pound a week in sales to move from the mainstream to doing purely what we want to do but we don't care we can look across our bar and we're totally proud of every single product we sell um when we pass it across to the customers like i'm proud of what i'm giving you there that's a good quality product not a big mainstream brand full of advertising and rubbish yeah, because I mean, going back to Steve's question, I mean, you done that was quite a big change you made, but you still did incremental steps as you went along, didn't you? Because mm. you know you started off with only a couple of real, real hours. You now have five on regularly. Yeah. Two sort of standard to you develop with the Colchester Brewery, the the Yorkshire Blonde, and the Ambassador, and then the other three tend to be rotating ones, don't they? Yeah. That you have on. Um, same with the craft, and you have you know what we class as craft you have your, your, your keg beers on as well yeah we've got two, two on at the moment but and we're that's about, about to up that to three that'll be three within the next week or so so we'll have a front is on its way oh I know you're, you're excited it. about this Richard oh, aren't you I know <laughs> I'm racking my brains on which beers to keep ordering <laughs> yeah we got so we're going to have three on three craft beers on, on front and um, uh, a fridge full as well mm. but that's another thing that, that going back four or five years there was, there was very little demand for it but that's one of the things that even, you know, people of our age, shall we say, we're both 50 plus now, you've got to keep on top of changes in the industry and craft beer is a big, big market. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so we're providing for that market. Yeah. That's what you and need why to do. not? I mean, you don't like it, don't have it. No, it's like watching a TV programme. Yeah. Switch over. You turn yeah, it over, yeah. don't you? And what we've lost on, on through not selling the big mainstream brands, 
uh, we've made back on selling the, these wonderful craft brands. Which all you do have some nice ones on. I mean, mm. you, you know, we've mentioned I mentioned before when I came in here, you had got the ham fisted on from Wylam. Yeah. You know, which is a stunning dipper, but it's about what nine and a half. Nine and a half percent. Yeah, not sure I should have had the second half when I was here last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't have too many of those. Yeah, no. but I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> well, people say, oh, it's not a session beer. Well, it is. It's just, it's just a, very a short session. <laughs> short session. Short session. So you mentioned there as well that you've got you've got two pumps downstairs with, with beers that have been brewed exclusively. For, for here mm-hmm. as, as, as well and I know we spoke about that the last time we, we had you on um, you've got the ambassador which is the, the, the brown it's the 3.9 brown it's, it's, it's beer coloured beer flavoured beer Yeah, it's just brown and it, it's all about the malts in that beer for me it's, it's a wonderful like a northern style brown beer mm-hmm. and the other one is uh, blonde yeah beer Yorkshire There's Embassy Blonde. Your, yeah. okay. uh, I, so I, was, I was coming, sure I was coming to that question. For the uninitiated, this is the Yorkshire Embassy based in Essex. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that's that's official as well, isn't it? You're it is, on official, official yeah, Yorkshire we have, Embassy. We have a letter from the uh, the Yorkshire Party, a political party, who are at, uh, currently campaigning rather nicely for uh, a little bit of Yorkshire devolution. <laughs> a little bit of self-control for, for the county. Seriously? As opposed to um, independence, which which may come at a later date. God like willing. a Brexit time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for Yorkshire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you say Yorkshire. Yorkshire. So yeah, we have these on, and um, yeah, the Yorkshire Embassy Blonde is called, so it's not confused with uh, other any, any other <laughs> Yorkshire brewers that might make a beer called Yorkshire Blonde. I'm not naming any names at all. <laughs> Of which one may have sent us a letter saying cease and desist, calling it Yorkshire Blonde. <laughs> so you just put another word in the yeah. Yorkshire Embassy yeah. Blonde, yeah. which makes ours sound better than theirs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes better, in my humble opinion, yeah. so there you go. Um, so that's, that's probably a good, good point to start getting into to some listener questions, because in um, anticipation of us coming down to chat to you, uh, we, we did ask Twitter if they had any questions they'd like us to, to ask you. So we took all the ridiculous ones out um, and we're left with one. No, we've got some, we've got a few questions that the, 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 the great folk of Twitter have um, asked us to, to ask you. So first up, James at Gammon Barron. Um, now, uh, I, I don't know if I should put the caveat on this, but James is from Leeds, so this, this might be... It's Yorkshire. Yeah, it might, might be a slightly yeah, yeah, skewed in, in, in favour of the North. Yes. Hello, this James. First one. Um, James would like to know, is cask sold too cheap, i.e. should customers be educated why a better pint costs more? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I was expecting more than that. Fairly <laughs> that, unanimous. Yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into making cask beer, and, and if you look at some of the, the brewers that sell theirs week in week out um, I think they're underselling their product you look at some of the other breweries uh, Cloudwater used to do it Weird Beard um, Siren their prices are, are hugely higher because they know the pri- they know how much it's cost to make that and the value, and the value of it yeah. um, but the sad thing is as, as, as landlords we don't pass that extra cost on so yeah. if we're selling a Weird Beard and, and can't do cloud water anymore unless we're doing it on uh, keg. If we're selling that, it's very difficult to pass uh, that cost onto the customers because the customers, well, how come that one's 30, 40p a pint more than the, the one, I'll have the one next to it. Mm. So it, you start struggling on sales. 
yeah, market forces. You know, the, the general public will only pay up to a certain price point for, for mm. cast product. But mm. personally, I think, especially at the moment, it's vastly undervalued. Vastly undervalued. There's as much work and care and quality ingredients going to a pint of cask as does to a pint of keg. Whereas the, the, the guys who are buying the craft keg, as it's known, seem willing to pay a higher price, yeah. at a, a fair price for their product. An awful lot of the people who drink cask are not willing to, you know, pay that bit more. And well, it is a shame. What, what would you say from your customer base, what's their threshold in, in terms of, what's the most they'd pay for a pint of cask? I, I think we'd struggle. Cask. Um, at, the, at the moment, you know, here and now, today, anything more than three I think three ninety, three ninety five. If we pushed a cask to four pounds a pint they'd be like, Ooh, I'm so if it sneaks into that four pound it's realm. that four pound threshold at the moment. I mean that yeah. in two years' time that'll that'll have gone up obviously. Yeah. Mm. But in, you know, today I think the four pound threshold would be a step too far. I mean, because even in London, a it's lot damn of shame. would still be under five pound for a pint of cask, mm. and they're yeah. paying the extra prices that come with being in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd agree. I, my answer would be yes to that from James. Well, you've got to look at that. I mean, J- James from Leeds will, will probably have a you know yeah. <laughs> some momentary panic attack if he pays more than three pound a pint. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the pricing structure is like in Leeds at the moment, but certainly in certain in some parts of of the north, we have we more have. than three pound a pint is. Uh, well, over the last last couple of decades, the, the consumer's been trained almost that cask is a cheaper product. Yeah, and it should be. And that's not just it against craft be. gate. A lot no, of that's, a lot a that's down to as well. Yeah. A lot of that's down to yeah. Wetherspoons, though. It's, yeah. it's selling, selling stuff cheap. I mean, they're, they're not selling cask ale to make a profit on it as such. No. They, they make the profit on the food. Um, but the way they've dragged customers in by selling it at, at ridiculously cheap prices, and there's one or two of the pubs about that that like to sort of use that model a little bit. Mm. Um, but no, selling it cheap is not a good a good thing to do. It shouldn't be undervalued. The thing, a little analogy for you: if you look at what people pay for a for a, a nice mug of coffee at, at any of these big chains, watch the the bloke behind the bar there make your coffee. It takes him. 30 seconds a minute, bang, there you go, and you're happy to hand over your three quid, four quid for this big steep cup of coffee. Then spend a day in a brewery and watch how much work goes yeah, into yeah. making yeah. beer and the cost of the ingredients. It's not like 20 peas worth yeah. of coffee. And then tell me that a, a quality pint of beer is not worth you know, that little bit extra to pay for. It's, uh, it's ridiculously undervalued, but the market pretty much dictates to us what we can sell it for. Yeah, I'd agree. It'll take a while to shift that as well, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it will. Mm-hmm. I do just want to add as well, I've just realised, I've said James was from Leeds. I've, I've, I've only said that because that's the two times I met him was in Leeds. I, I, know, I know he's from Yorkshire somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he might be from somewhere else in, 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 in Yorkshire. Yorkshire. You could have offended him. That's what I suddenly thought. I might have said he's from Leeds and he's got really offended by, by the fact that I've said that. If you're not from Leeds, James, yeah. Steve apologises. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely from Yorkshire, though. Yes. Definitely, and he's, and he's very proud of that as, yeah. as, as, so as well. So we're quite happy about the independence vote. Yeah. Um, next question, this is from Andrew Campbell at Andy Campbell 84 and this is again um, another one about costs to money. Um, are you happier to have higher prices if you know staff are paid better than minimum wage? Absolutely. Yep. Apart from Rich. <laughs> Richard, uh, paid. <laughs> Sorry, paid, paid? I was going to say, I didn't know you were paid. Really. No, I, did, I did for the love of the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's probably the best person to answer this. Staff wages. Get what? Rise the price of beer 
Well, we... To, no, it's not this across the board. Historically, yeah. pubs have been a place where they'll pay minimum wage, and it's, mm. it's a job you do, you know, while you're working at uni or when you're in between jobs. It's, it's not a real job. It's not a real <laughs> job. It's like, oh, oh you're working, you know, you've got bar work. What do you want to do eventually, though? You yeah. know, it's not go travelling. It's not you want to be in a pub for life or yeah. Yeah. behind no. a bar or. But look at bar. look at Australia or America. If you're if you're a good quality barman in either of those countries, you're going to earn damn good money mm. because they value good bar staff. And a lot of a lot of pubs in this country historically haven't done because of the pressure on on, on them to keep costs down and the pub calls and all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not go into that world. But they can't afford to pay the staff. Anything other than the minimum wage. These are the tight pubs. We're lucky we're a free house. Uh, we pay people what I would consider uh, a fair wage. It's it's a damn sight more than most pubs pay. Uh, and I'm not talking you know, the odd 10 or 20p here. Uh, but I, I'll say that your turnover isn't very high. As we somebody don't, who we comes don't. in fairly regularly over the staff years. Turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Your staff no. turnover. It is quite low. Which enough. is what you spot in pubcos. Yep. And mentioning, say, Spoons, for example where you won't see the same person. You'll never get to regularly. know them. No. Um, and even if you don't need to get to know them, it's quite handy to know that people are there long enough to know what they're doing. Mm. Precisely, yes. You know, even if they're not in a position to, to know what I want straight away when I rock up or whatever it might be, you want to know they know what they're doing. They can advise you because they know the products that they're selling, yeah. etc., etc. And you only get that if, you, if you're employing people with a few brain cells and that care about the product that they're selling. That's, yeah. that's the thing. If you, you, you don't have to make the beer more expensive... To pay the staff more money because if the staff are good, they get paid for being good, and the customers will come back because the staff are good. Mm-hmm. They they know about the beer, they make them feel welcome, they make the pub a nice place to drink in. So you don't need to put the price of the beer up because you're going to get more customers who are going to spend more money instead of popping in for one or two pints. You, you and it sort of it works that way, I think. Well, it's all part of the bigger picture. If you if your prices are five ten p a pint more than the pub down the road. Um, enables you to hire better staff because you're going to pay them more so it ends up in a circular yeah. thing you know if, if you if you're willing to pay a bit better then you're going to get a better quality of staff they're going to stay with you longer which justifies then you know the small increase in well not increase in prices slightly higher prices than the I hate to say it, but the spoons down the road they're yeah. paying minimum wage zero hour contracts their staff don't care exactly. they're monkeys and you know they and, don't I'm not, care. and I don't blame them no, nor do I. I wouldn't care <laughs> yeah. But I'd like to think because, you know, we pay a little bit more, our staff do care. You know, we try and treat them well, not just with better wages. Generally treat them better, give them guaranteed number of hours a week, etc., etc. Pay for staff um, nice So out. they care, which makes the pub well, a nicer yeah. place to be, yeah. so you guys will come back more often, and so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah, I mean, like you say, Richard... They've stopped beating me now. That's, <laughs> good, that's, good, that's good to hear, though. I was pleased I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up. Do you think as a result of that, and there being fewer pubs that have maybe got the same ethos that you have do, do you think there are fewer people coming into the industry and seeing it as a viable career when 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 they start off working behind the bar and they're on a zero hour contract vastly minimum so. wage vastly. they don't care yeah. so they don't see it as a career but this, is, this is going back to the the pub calls and and people like that owning all these pubs the people that are running the pubs, whether they be called tenants or the landlords, call them whatever you like, they haven't got the financial resources to pay the staff enough. So we've got in a situation now where there's you know a lot of people that work in a pub because it's they can't find anything better, and it's a horrible way of looking at it. 
it should be a, you know a good barman is 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 a very valuable thing. That's not just someone to serve beer, but a good barman or bar person uh, should be paid well. Uh, well because they're an asset. I've always said bar staff are very easy to find. Tenny pennies. Hundreds of people out there quite happily work behind a bar, temporarily or you know more permanently. So bar staff are easy to find. Good bar staff are very hard to find. Very, very hard to find. I mean, that which goes back to Andy's point earlier, where it goes, people saying, I'm working in a bar, what do you want to do next? Yeah. yeah. Kind of I, I had it, as I said at the beginning, I've worked in pubs on and off since I was 16 years old, and when I, for some reason, as you do when you're sort of in your early 20s, decided to get a more proper job, <laughs> the amount of times in an interview situation for some sort of office job, my CV was looked at, it was like... Mm, yeah, you haven't had any real jobs yet, though, have you? You know, I, I was, at I've, one point I, I was holding a, down three different bar jobs. Running a running a pub and working behind mm. a bar has to be, for me, as much as the romantic notion, has to be still one of the hardest professions. Yeah, you've to got to be everything to everybody. Yeah, mm. exactly. And, and you've that, got to you've got to paint that smile on and be nice and cheerful to your customers. Something terrible, you know. You and podcasters. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, you, you could have had a family bereavement that day. But you can't let your customers see that. Mm. They don't want to know. They don't want a, a miserable person serving their beer. You've got to paint that. You're on stage. When you're you step, very when much you all the time. you step behind that mm. bar, you are on stage. You're there to listen to their problems. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to know about yours. Yeah. That, that links quite nicely to the next question <laughs> as, as, as well, actually. So, um, Miles, Lambert, Miles Lambert has asked, um, for many, the local pub is core to building a community. What are the biggest challenges pubs face these days in trying to build that kind of business? They're not building pubs. <laughs> yeah, that's this, the biggest challenge. Is, I, I was talking to a council the other night. Um, very nice man, Darius, and we were talking about in particularly in our town, little town here, Colchester, the way it's expanding with big new housing estates, and they're building two two thousand houses here, and another four thousand up that in the town. And they'll, they'll, yeah, there's going to be doctors, there's going to be new schools, there's going to be sh- little shopping centres. If there ever is mention of oh, they're building a pub, you know exactly what they mean by a pub. They mean a happy eater, kids' playground out the back, you know. Yeah, like the ones that built over at Stanway. Yeah, Yeah. it's these sort of things. It's not a pub in the traditional sense of a pub. So you're getting big estates built, thousands of houses, and there's nowhere for adults to go and socialise as adults. And this is what pubs should be And nowhere they can go walking distance. No. So think about that, so for the perspective of Colchester... Where the Victoria Inn is, there's a whole new development going on about two miles north of here, and it's still expanding yeah. and still building. You're not really walkable from there no. because you're effectively on a you're on a dual, almost on a dual carriageway yeah. walking back from there on the bypass, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're not going to come down this way. They're talking about building uh, like part of an entertainment area, but like you say, you're going to end up with that kind of yeah. ilk it's of bar. A bit Frankie and Benny's, yeah. Yeah. all these Drinking stuff. warehouse, it's not a pub. Yeah. pub. Yeah. There was actually a study, it kept, I meant to pull up the link um, so I could be a bit more specific right now, but I forgot. Um, got posted several times on Facebook this week. A study has shown that when you the last pub in a village closes, the people of that village suffer a measurable and marked um, downturn in the quality of life and I don't think it applies to just villages I think it applies to any area I mean, yeah. not, not just a village so well, if you've got a village with no village pub it has a very measurable loss if we think about say, the, the, road this, the road this pub is on you yeah. just go in a straight line from here to get to that housing estate there's only four pubs on mm. the way 
and then you still have to do a massive turn yeah. <laughs> to get there as well. Yeah. And there, are, there are large areas town with no yeah. pub. I mean, look up um, Layer Road. Layer Road, where the Drury was. Yeah, hundreds the old football ground. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. and they, there. Well, they built the whole estate where the, the football ground was. They've, yeah. they've and they closed nothing. the pub. <laughs> they've got nothing. They've got no pub within walking distance. No. But why this is... This is a lot more serious than it sounds. People haven't got a pub to go to. They can they can find one. They can get a taxi, whatever. But in the big scheme of things, what's happening is you're going to get whole new generations of people, you know, 18, 20 year olds that buy their first house. They're not going to get in the habit of going to the pub. Mm. So they're going to grow up not knowing that what a good community pub sense. is. You want that, meet that people. Sense you want of meeting to people, people and find. Oh, I need a plumber. You can go on the internet, you can go on Facebook, ask on there. In the old days, you want a plumber, you went down to the pub and you said, hey, anyone know a plumber? And so, oh, Jim over there, he's a good plumber. So you get to know someone, you'll be chatting to him. Chances are he's not going to rip you off, he's going to do a good price because he's going to see you down the pub the next day. So everything worked together. It was a great hub for finding things out. It was like the internet of its day. Anything you needed or wanted to find out you'd find out down the pub. And people looked after each other, you know, sort of the, the older ones amongst your pub customers get looked after. If nobody's seen old Brian for a few days when he's normally in, you're like, has anybody seen that? Shall we go around and pop around and see if he's all right? You don't get that in the, in the likes of Yates's and Weatherspoons and other bars are available. You just, you don't. It's that sense so of community, the, the yeah. whole community looking after each other, looking out for each other. So the answer, it's not even just about pubs being built, it's about the community feel around pubs, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't... The right sort of pubs. Yeah doesn't re- exist as much as it did before. No, certainly. No. So, so while we're talking threats to the industry, we, we, we had a question from Lou on Brew, uh, at Lou on Brew, and she said, this might be skewed a bit by a London perspective, but you could also add to that any major city in, in the UK. But how much of a threat are brewery tap rooms to pub? Mm. Mm. Good ones will be a threat. Without a doubt, a good if someone opened up a good brewery tap a couple hundred yards down from, from my pub, yes, that would be a threat. I think it depends on how much they try and go, not so much head-to-head, but whether they try and undercut the local pubs. Because obviously, a brewery tap is going to be able to sell its own products an awful lot cheaper than most pubs can. Most of the time from source as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Although they argue, have arguably, a, a lot of them don't. Mm. No, a yeah. lot of this is it. If they don't do that then they're no more of a threat than any other pub opening up nearby or turning coming from a rubbish pub to a good one. Um, however, if they are deliberately undercutting because they can, then yes, of course, that's a massive threat. Yeah, I think probably out where we are now in, in Essex is probably less of a threat. Yeah, I don't think yeah. where, where Lou is yeah. in I don't, London. I don't think we're ever going to need to buy it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think where Lou is, then I would say, yeah, potentially it's is It's more threat. so in, yeah. in the bigger cities and the bigger towns yeah. and whatnot. I think it probably if, is, yeah. If a nice tap room does open up, you are selling <laughs> good beer at a good <laughs> price compared to a pub down the road which sells shit beer at an expensive <laughs> price, I'd go to the tap room. Conversely, yeah. though, it could be argued, and I, I'm, I feel as I can speak on behalf of this particular brewery because I've been there a number of times that Magic Rocks Taproom in, in Huddersfield has done wonders for the local beer scene as well mm-hmm. because people yeah. are not just travelling to go and visit Magic Rock they're, they're, taking they're, they're, the they're going to yeah. other pubs around, around the yeah. town yeah if there's been a, a bit of a, a beer desert what not it could work yeah it could work the opposite way yeah, I think I think it's a it's massively variable depending on where where they are, how they're conducting their business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I mean, there was a big discussion about it on Facebook not so long ago. That exact same question was asked, and 
quite a few publicans pointed out that where they are, and I don't know the areas of the country concerned, they've got brewery tap rooms opening up, usually attached to the brewery, where they're selling the beer at 20, 30, 40, 50p a pint cheaper. Those same brewers are still expecting to sell to that pub at a price where the pub can't compete. So, and then they're I mean, then they, the brewers are complaining because nobody else is buying their beer. Going back to Magic Rock, yeah. they, it's the, the same price, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they don't sell their beer their cheaper, do they? Considerably mm. cheaper from, from no, no, which is fine. But yeah. some brewers, it would appear, are, and I can understand the publican's point of view. You know, if they've got a tap room that's opened up five hundred yards down the road, selling beer at fifty p a pint cheaper, and that same brewer is still wanting. Yeah. That publican to buy the beer. Price. I'd be thinking, I'd be yeah. thinking twice about well, stopping no, it as well. Yeah. You're undercutting we me on the yeah. same thing. We wouldn't stock it, would we? No. If, if Colchester Brewery, you know, who own the, yeah. the Oddy, started selling vastly cheaper than us, you know, a conversation would be had. We yeah. wouldn't be happy. Yeah. But they're not. So it's fine. So, again, while, while we're talking breweries, again, another question from Miles. Um, what's the one piece of advice you'd give to a brewery to help them sell their, pub, their beer to pubs better? Were you going to say pubs to be there? I was going to say <laughs> yeah. pubs to be Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Almost, the most important Almost thing. got through that without you pointing that out. <laughs> was I going to miss that opportunity? <laughs> I, I think the most important thing for me with the suppliers, most of the suppliers we use is, especially the local ones, is having some sort of personal uh, relationship with the brewers. We get on great with, with the people that supply us. Um, back to the Colchester boys, you know. It's, you know, three, four nights a week, you'll find them drinking in here. They've got their own pub the other side of town. And if we get time off, we'll go and drink in their pub. So we've got a great relationship with these guys, you know, um, and the likes of Wibblers, etc. It's, it's wonderful yeah. to have. So um, it, sometimes it's not all about business. It's about having that relationship. You know, if, if one of these brewers phones us up and said, look, we've got this new beer out. I said, oh, all right, I'll have four of those. I won't even ask the price. So if you know the brewer and you know the person know who it. comes in, mm. yeah. you'll sort of fairly much go with it. A bit like we do with beers to buy. Yeah. We see a brewer brings out something new that we like, we'll just buy it regardless mm. almost. Yeah. You guys will have the same approach with bringing beers into your own pub. Yeah, because you know, you know the, the people that you're working with, you know they're not going to suddenly start charging an, another 30 quid a, a tub for it. They're going to give you a fair price. I'm not going to argue the price down with them. Um, so we have this great relationship because it's not all about business business making loads of money it's face to face it's knowing yeah. the person yeah, yeah, yeah I think try, try not to be t- too slick about the whole thing yeah. Yeah. you know don't employ a slick salesman you want someone who presumably you want to speak to someone who knows a bit about the beer yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't put a value on the time that it takes to build a good relationship no, with somebody not at all can, can you, you can, and you can't once you've built that relationship that's not something you can buy either you can't you yeah. can't buy that sort of relationship yeah, you can't just take that person out and put someone else in and expect no. it to flow exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was they, a, someone has to work at that. Continuity. Someone has to yeah. work at that. There was a situation a couple of three years back where um, a relatively local brewer employed a professional salesman. Um, he used to work for a big wholesaler, and they employed him. And he came to see us to try and persuade us to buy some of this brewery's beer. And he actually sat there and said, I don't really know much about beer myself. How did the rest of that conversation go? <laughs> yeah. It could go well. You can, you can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure we didn't have that recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I mean, we knew the guy from when he worked for one of the wholesalers. He used to come in and see us regularly and whatnot. We never used them, but he was a pleasant enough chap. But he actually said, I don't know much about beer. And I'm like, well, don't sit there and try and sell me any then. No, it's nowhere to go with that, is there? We yeah. never bought any of their beer. Nowhere to go we with wouldn't. that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't, if you were going to, if you Why walked into a BMW car sales, 
sales room and said, oh, I'm thinking about this, this three series here, what do you reckon to it? To the salesman, and the salesman went, but I don't drive myself, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> You'd walk out. Yeah. Of course you would. And the same thing applies yeah. to beer. But you have, if you do need to employ a salesman, which I can understand why you do, you know, brewing beer is a time-consuming business, at least employ somebody who drinks the stuff and knows about it. Yeah, <laughs> has a little bit of passion. That's a bit yeah, of who cares well, yeah. about exactly. it, and who's not just a professional salesman. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of uh, companies think that, and and salespeople mm. think their skills are transferable to near enough every industry. No. They're not. They're, they're transferable not, to a lot. A lot of industries, but the hospitality industry, the pub industry, it's a very personal industry. Everything yeah. about the industry is based on personal relationships. Probably especially for free houses and independents like yourselves. Too. Which you value say. that kind Absolutely, of thing yeah. rather than being part of the pub code yep. where a lot of these decisions may be well taken out of your hands anyway. Exactly, yeah. 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 So for you guys, you've got to have that personal, personal feel for mm. it as well, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we finished <laughs> with Miles' questions? Well, well, yeah, that's, that's the end oh, of Miles' questions. Miles, yeah. That's the Miles yeah. section's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which one are you diving into next? The, the, the spiky one. Okay. Um, this is from Brownbeard Jared, who uh, goes under the... the, the um, tag of at Tring Brewery. So um, Jared is from from, from a brewery. Um, asks the question: Should camera discount ever be expected? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no! I read this on on, on, this on Twitter I and I just this. thought, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have fun uh, with this one. Just I've just pulled the pin and walked out of the room. Should <laughs> it be expected? It should. It should never no. be expected. Let's look so, at no. ca- camera. It should be abolished. <laughs> Cam- <laughs> camera, camera came about to uh, campaign for real ale and to get real ale back in circulation. Make it make it a big thing again. Which there you go. We've got it. We've we've had that for years now. So yeah, we've won that battle. Cameras aim now, in my opinion, and, and most camera members should be focused more towards the pubs and supporting pubs. Because without pubs, where you're going to drink real ale, you're going to be getting bottles from Asda and sitting at home like a saddle. Not so you've same. lost the pub. Not it the doesn't work. So camera need to support pubs and stop pubs from closing. Now, coming in and waving a little bit of plastic and asking the, the landlord to give you 10, 20, 30, 50p off a pint of beer, off his profit margin, is not supporting a pub. How's that supporting? He's taking money away from the pub. So camera, camera discount doesn't support pubs at all. Um, if they came in and, and showed their little card and said, I'm a camera member, please charge me an extra 10p a pint because I'm supporting pubs. <laughs> Yippee! Well done, camera. You know, the whole of the industry would be Put impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen. No, uh, I think it's, to be fair, it's one of those things. If a pub chooses to offer discount to anybody, really, not just camera, in order to drive more footfall, etc., etc., fine. Um, that that's up to them. They know what works best for their business, or not, as the case may be. But if they decide that's the way to go, fine. But no, it should never ever be expected. Never. Why should, why should a camera member who might pop in occasionally get a discount? Well, you don't give discount to your regular customers that come yeah. in every single day. They're the bread and butter. They're mm. the ones that put X amount of money behind the bar. Yeah. Mr. Cameraman who comes in on the ale trail or a, a flying visit to the beer festival or whatever, he wants 30p mm. off. Well, I'm not going to give I'm, you money off the pint and you're never going to see you again. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a camera member and I can't remember the last time I actually used my discount card. We've used it once in five years. Yeah. That was in the some big brewery tap room in Sheffield. Mm. Mm. 
I'm, I'm going to ask the question that all the listeners will be asking at this point. I take it you don't offer camera no, discounts. No. <laughs> we, don't, we don't offer any discounts. No discounts. Uh, um, I, I, thankfully, in Colchester, there isn't one single pub that, that offers across the board camera discount. No, there isn't. No. No, no, there not, isn't. Not waving the camera card. There's, there is not the camera card. As far as no. we're aware, there's no. not one pub that does it. No. Well, I am going to ask a supplementary question now, and this is off my own back. Obviously, this is what you would term a proper pub. Indeed. Yes. It says it on the t-shirts. <laughs> um, well done on being on brand there, Rich. <laughs> Do you feel like you're supported by your local camera branch? Yes. On the whole, yes. On the whole, yes. We are... Colchester branch is very active and very easy to get on with. It's We have... Locally, we have a very good branch. I know of other I mean, areas that, that where true. they're nowhere near guys, as supportive, where they're very clicky. The guys are very nice to well. this, mm. but but our lot, we're fortunate. We have got a very very good branch locally. Okay. Just in case you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's finish off the list of listener questions with a couple of lighter ones because we're, we've gone into <laughs> to, to quite some detail there. So it's so first up from Riverman Brews uh, at Riverman Brews UK, or another podcast that, that that do beer and music pairing, which which we've sat through and we're still not convinced about, but no, they're, they're still going with it. Mainly so. because Luke. If you're listening, Luke, you're still picking that rubbish music, mate. Yes, absolutely. Um, they'd like to know, their question is, bar stalls, are they a convenient perch for ordering drinks and chatting to the staff, or an annoying obstruction for everyone else that's trying to order over the shoulder of the person sat on it? I thought that's a really good question. That seems to be the one that's had the biggest The biggest reaction. I thought you said there were nicer questions <laughs> now, because that's the hardest one of a lot. The answer to that is both. Both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're recording on Monday night. On the day of the week? Yeah, they're not really the in the way tonight, are they? Anyone sitting no, down there? No, no. You, will, you will find on busy nights that will uh, uh, the bar stools that on a night like tonight are in front of the beer pumps and along that bit, so people can perch and chat and converse with the staff and, and each other. On a busy night, those stools will be moved. Quite often, people will grab a stool from somewhere else and bring it back, but we do try and police it mm. a bit and, and open up the bar so people can get to the bar. Okay, so you, see, you try to direct a little bit. Yeah, we try to. On a busy yeah. night. Yeah, okay. we try. I mean, that makes sense. That's yeah. a good answer. Yeah. But short of yeah. nailing the stools down to the floor, people will move them. People you will know, move. It's furniture. furniture sit, yeah. so. How annoying is that? It's like people coming into your house and moving your As long as they yeah. put it back at the end of the night, I'm, I'm all right. If they don't put it back at the end of the night, <laughs> think, then that's I think, it. I think the British public, uh, it's very strange compared to, compared to bars and pubs on the continent, pubs on the continent, but bars on the continent. We're quite actually used to standing at a bar yeah. where someone's sat at the bar and, and waving the money across and, and passing the drinks over. It's, it's what pubs do when pubs are really sort busy. Of it's pub etiquette, it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Can you get in? And people leaning mm. out the way so you can see what's on sale. It's just how pubs have always been. And, it, and if you're getting into the situation that that's happening a lot, it means your pub's busy. So that's good. And customers don't really mind it on the whole, I don't think. Okay, last one then, and this this is a little bit lighter, and, and it wouldn't be a listener question, question section if we didn't have um, a question from regular contributor, <laughs> Paul, at UNRCD, who's now got his own section his own of, section. of the show as well. Questions, questions, fill my head. What TV pub would you want to drink in the most? <laughs> this is the one I've been thinking about all and, week. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, go around the ta- we'll go around the table on this one. Does anybody want to go first on, on, on this? Out of all of the ones I've been thinking about, it's, it's either uh, the Nags Head from Only Fools and Horses. Um, I used to have a customer that came in here a long time ago who used to call me Dave all the time. <laughs> he was called Dave, but he would call me Dave. And every, t- every yeah. time I told him, no, it's, it's Richard, he, okay, Dave. 
I've been, I've been, <laughs> I have been called other names as well. Or um, Moe's from The Simpsons. <laughs> really? They're pretty, uh, two yeah, pretty two, good choices. Two, two, two great shouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sheena? Uh, I don't really watch a huge amount of telly, so it's a bit of a struggle, this one, but I suppose I could be really cheeky and just say The Vic, because we have been on telly. Have you? Yes, oh. we have. Mm. Yes, we were... Uh, featured on. I was say, you can't just leave it there. Yeah, you've got to share the experience. <laughs> Crime Watch. Which is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's helpful, love. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were featured on a programme on BBC Two, I think it is, called Truth or Scare, which um, explores, looks into various food myths and tries to prove them or disprove them or whatever. Um, and it was all about cheese because we hold a cheese club here once a month. And so the BBC phoned me up and said, can we come and film and chat to you about cheese? And Why didn't I know there was a cheese coming? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. This we is the culture. <laughs> Everything else is stopping now. Why, did, why didn't you tell me there was a cheese coming? Did I not mention? Is we it are... like Fight Club you're not allowed to mention? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First of cheese clubbers, you're not allowed to talk about yeah, cheese. Right. Yeah. You can only be invited. You can't just mention it to someone. <laughs> well, now everyone knows. Well, yeah. Everyone's got to rock up when cheese club's yeah. on. Yeah. We haven't yeah. said when it's on, though. No, I, I'm going to find out that. I'm, I'm going to become a member of cheese club. <laughs> That's it, I'm in. Again, like Sheena, I don't watch a lot of telly. Um, uh, the only place I did think was um, 10 Forward. Uh, for those, <laughs> yes. We watched uh, yeah. Star Trek and Star Trek Next Generation, the bar which is at the front of the ship called 10 Forward, and you, you can look out and see all the, the universe flying past you. And they've got replicators that could replicate any single drink you wanted. So whatever beer you fancied at any particular time, just like that. Jaipur, ghost ship. Yeah. Oh, God, you had to mention them, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> Cannibal non-stop. Be brilliant. What yeah. about yours, Steve? Um, mine's going to be uh, from a fairly recent discovery of mine, and, and I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this because it is coming into its fifth season this year. Um, I discovered Peaky Blinders this, this year, which, which I've really got into, and there's a pub in that called The Garrison, which seems like the perfect pub but at the same time one of the most intimidating environments you would ever want to walk into <laughs> uh, especially the little cubby that the that the blinders occupy where they've where got their own meetings, li- yeah. and they've got their own little window to the bar as well so they don't even have to leave their room they just open the window and they get beer served in the bar the best thing about it though is that they they literally serve their beer out of a bucket it gets brought into that little room in a bucket and then they just scoop the the pints <laughs> of beer out of a bucket that's and the just, best thing okay. I, I think that's the most Appealing and at the same time scary thought of, of being handed serving, beer been serving beers out of a I don't know, I suppose if it's Steve, it's a bucket of cannibal. I'd, I'd be more than happy. <laughs> no yeah. glass required. Yeah, but there was a, there was a great scene in there as well where there was a, one of one of the young lads turned eighteen and they was talking about giving him his first drink for, <laughs> for eighteen and and the recommendation was give him give him half a brown mild or, or, or something and I was just sitting I was sitting there cracking up I was like yeah I'd like to see you do that now yeah. <laughs> that'd be brilliant now, yeah. wouldn't it and, and yours mate uh, the broomstick arms from Harry Potter where you can get your pint of butter beer cool. Being a big Harry Potter fan, that'd be the one I'd go for. Blank looks on the faces all around the table. No, I've seen, okay, I've, no, I, I've seen all the Harry Potter films. Have you, have, you had, have you done the studio tour where you no, actually no, get butter to. beer? It's, it's non-alcoholic and it's essentially like Ooh. a cream soda float. Which uh, I, I can't you, stand cream soda. You get to do the experience. But the idea sounds good. And you get a little plastic tumbler. With, with butter beer. Why, why are you down selling it to me? And you can check it in as well. I'm not saying. No, you, you give it a okay. five. It's, it's gone up again. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which, which no, I no, don't give my fives out easily, Rich. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was great. It was great that we had so many questions asked 
Um, uh, uh, oh yeah, there was plenty more. There, there was more, but we obviously had to taper that down a bit because we, we've not even got on to to, to the main part well, of the to show. Opinions. Yet. Yeah, um, all of our glasses are empty, so we're going to have a break now, which for listeners will seem like mere seconds. <laughs> Okay, so we are back, and for uh, listeners, that was a mere 30 seconds, whereas for us it was 10 minutes. Yeah. As, as we, well, we, re- we had to go to the bar. Yeah, our, our glasses. And there are bonus beer points this week for anyone that can uh, tell me the name of the, al- the album that that little interlude came from that you've just heard. Um, we are back, though, and we've got glasses um, refilled. Um, we should probably mention what we're actually drinking. Yeah, because we haven't mentioned beer this, at all, really. Week. No, we haven't. We've just, <laughs> we've just been speaking about the pub. Yeah. Well, uh, just... so Rich, you and myself are all uh, enjoying a pint of East London Brewery Cowcatcher. And it's, it's not our first pint, either, It's not is the it? first pint. This is pint number three, I believe. I was going to say, nor is it the second. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a warm-up pint. Yeah. Then we have a first half pint. Now, second half. Seems fair. There may well be a post-match pint as well. Okay. Um, so what are we thinking of the cowcatcher? Bloody delicious. I, I, I'm i a big fan of ELB on cask anyway. I think they make some really good cask beers and this is my favourite of theirs. It's the first time I've had it on cask. I've had it from uh, the bottle before and it's perfectly drinkable in the bottle. But but this is just taking it to a new dimension. It's just, it just softens it down. It just makes it it's properly sessionable. Is there a sparkler used on this one? Um... No, there isn't. So, no. no, there isn't. It's got a nice bit of quality to it, hasn't it? Yeah. See? Not flat, Steve. It's not flat. No, no it's not flat, is it? Come on, it's not flat. Like, exactly, it's not flat. There's life, no sparkler. Superb condition. Thank you, just need to get in. And um, you guys are on the, the, the house beers at that end of the table. As always, yeah. <laughs> the, the regular house beers for both of you, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yorkshire MC Blonde tends to be my my go-to beer. I do chop and change. I, I quite like the craft beers, but um, I've got to drop later on tonight, so I better not get stuck into the craft. Uh-huh. Otherwise, that won't be happening. So yeah, Yorkshire MC Blonde. It's it's my go-to. And you're the the ambassador. The ambassador. <laughs> Which was a staple of our Spark episode, if I remember. It, it was it was the centre point mm. of, of the episode. <laughs> well, well, that and the fact that we didn't realise that beer could be served in three different ways and taste so different. Exactly. And if you <laughs> haven't listened to that one, you can find it. Yes, now would be a good time to, show notes. to say what episode it was, but I can't for the no. life of me remember what episode show that was. It will be in the show notes, so there will be a link there. Um, so it's time um, to, to get into the meat of, of this week's episode. Opinions, 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 opinions. We asked, um, what do you look for in a pub? Which was quite an open question. And yeah. we, we could have, this is one of those times where we could have maybe done with 10 options. Yeah, to, we could have done with more. So, four options. Yep. Well kept beer, range of beer. Friendly staff, other. Where did it come out? Um, Actually, where do you guys think it came out? Where do we think? Yeah, so the, so where, we where did do you the, think the most. Oh, the most went yeah. for. So we had well kept beer, um, range of beer, friendly staff, other. Where do you reckon it pitched up? I um, kind of know the answer. You to kind this. of know the answer, but sure. I maybe. haven't looked. Um, I would imagine. Well kept beer would be top, um, but pretty much in the order that you've you've done it. Actually, well kept beer, um, good range, friendly staff. 
She's and nailed that. She has nailed that. <laughs> and I haven't looked. I, I promise Note, you, yeah. on heart, I haven't looked. Note to self, don't ask Sheena questions like this again. <laughs> yeah, because she's too good at this. Yeah, she's yeah. nailed that one. Yeah, so basically, yeah. well-kept beer came in with uh, 42% of the votes. Mm. Range of beer came in with 41%, which so that's like fairly mm. much dominated the poll. Then we had friendly staff at nine and other eight. And a lot of votes this this, this yeah, week as well. Quite a jump up from recent. Yeah, just under, was it five, six, nine? Yeah. yeah that was yeah. a big jump up, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but we, we did expect that, bearing in mind the, the topic matter. Yeah. Something people are really passionate about is, is, is the pub now. There, there were a number of people, um, which we expected as well, that simply replied to this in terms of all of the above or yeah. a mixture of, of the above. And yeah. uh, just a quick roll call to, to everybody <laughs> that's, that's on that list. Deep breath. Uh, Mike Maguire at Maguire Mike, uh, Mr. Ian B at Mr. Underscore Ian Underscore B, Alex Armstrong at Bodie 15, Dave Jeffrey at the Dave Jeffrey 1, David Hamilton at Leaf Dave, Rob Edwards at Rob Underscore Edwards 90, Andrea O'Hara at Andrea O'Hara 1, Simon Walkenden at Mazzy Mixer, Mazzy Mixer, Paul at UNRCD, Paul at UNRCD again. He's gone on the list twice. Why you put, I mean, to get his own section, you're going to name check him know, twice. Let's just, just keep throwing him in here. Uh, Roland, Roland Glue at Hasby Newboy, Ian Sutton at Ian Sutton 12, Sean Garfield at Sean Unscold Garfin, um, John Edwards at John Edwards 7175, Pete McCary at PJ McCary, and uh, Michelle Daniels at yes. Ginger, Ginger Daniels 13. Who uh, I think you spotted a tweet earlier, Rich, she's a big fan of this place. Oh no, that was me. That was yes. she yes. saw that. Michelle yep. said some very lovely things about us. Thank you, Michelle. Did, some people would do anything to get mentioned on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those those were the people that simply went for, for for the easy answer. We then had a lot of comments, um, yeah, didn't we? In, we had a lot in of comments this week of, of, of this, which we've kind of tried to split into the questions we asked. The three we gave, yeah. three subject head, headings. So you've got. A range or a mix of the others, atmosphere or kind of a X factor type thing that you can't quite put your finger on, and and then things that can sort of make or break a, a, a pub experience. Yeah. So if for we, you. so if we start with the, say the range mix of beers, which are sort of with the top of the tree anyway with the with the answers. So we had a couple of good ones. I'm going to go to the second one here, which is one which I really thought was excellent. This is from Ken O'Kelly at Beer Knockout. Range of beers gets me through the door, and friendly staff get me back for a second and subsequent visits. Fair comment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you say that's a fair comment? Yeah, I'm just wondering how he knows the, the range of beers before he gets in the door. Does he use Untapped? He didn't say, but I'd imagine he does. Ah, yeah. but somebody did. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to throw that in now. So, John at Beer in the Suburb possibly why he uses untapped with a handle <laughs> yeah. like that uh, before trying a new place I will al- almost always check untapped for what people have been checking in just to get a feel for the place yeah so you can do that and obviously you guys are in a, uh, a verified venue as well yeah. aren't you yeah. but you can obviously just look up the venue and see what people have checked in recently mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. can't you? which is always quite a good indicator because not everyone who's a verified venue always keeps their list as up to date as you guys have you found that being a verified venue has bought more custom as, as, as a result of it, or is it impossible to measure? It's not that easy to measure, but I believe it has, especially on the craft side rather than mm. cask. Um, I, it would be too much of a coincidence that our sales um, and uptake of craft happened pretty much the same time as we became a verified mm. venue. 
the, from yeah. the point Massive. we went verified venue, the more than doubled yeah. in the years since increase. we were verified. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So worth, worth having in Absolutely. your opinion? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't cheap. Um, you know, it was a bit of a gamble, but we believe it's paid off. Definitely. Okay, good. And you get a badge for everything as well. Victorian badge is strangely enough. Have you run out? Have you matched that one to me yet? No, I'm close. <laughs> I work here. You, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, that's right. So, we're here, so uh, some other, uh, I'll do a few of the comments and you can come back and see what you think. So, from PK at the Great Cubbyo, a mainly well kept beer, range second. Don't need loads, especially with cars, but a range of styles is plus, rather than lots of standard pails, which I seem to encounter a lot. <laughs> that, I'm going to jump in okay. there because that, that does seem to be something that you do find sometimes with, with, with pubs is, is that you'll walk in and all you'll see is four or five cask pumps that are all parallels and then you'll see the the, the, um, the craft lines as well and they'll all be pals or IPAs yeah. and, and you just stand there and, and you're just like sometimes you're just like I just want a dark beer. Yeah. yeah. I just want something. There's, there's that no isn't... point. We have we have five pumps. We could probably squeeze another two in it if we dug more cellar space. Uh, you, you do go to pubs that have got eight, nine, ten, twelve handles on, and you think, yeah, you've got a bigger range than us, but not really because if you look at it, that you know there'll be three beers that are almost identical, and you think, what's the point? You know, it's just for show. Sure, you know, a big bank of handles. Mm. Sometimes you think you don't need that many. As long as you're offering a good range, that's that's the main thing. A good range of well-kept beers should be enough for anyone. Yeah, we, we try to have a, a, a mixture of styles. As I say, we've only got five, which is not the biggest range in the world. We're curtailed by bar and cellar space. But we've always got the Blondon, obviously. We've always got the Ambassador on, which is a dark northern mm-hmm. style multi. We've always, always got a black beer on, of some description, at least one. Yeah. Um, and then the other two, it could be a strong one, it could be a more unusual one, but we try and have... a, a, a arrange across the styles so that no matter what is your preferred style there should be something there that you like but from a cast point of view <coughs> if you're going mm. purely on colour coding for example mm. pi- blonde, <coughs> brown and black yeah. would be your three main yeah. colours you need three it'd be like having your wines yeah. <coughs> white and rose yeah. Yeah. so yeah. you've got those plus your two variants haven't mm. you Yeah. it's also time of the year as well there's a lot more darker and black beers brewed in the colder months well, yeah, I find yeah. it's harder to order black beers in summer in the, the, summer yeah. because the brewers not, aren't they're not brewing. There's it, not as many of them, but they are still out there. In the, in the summer, it's all light beers and mm. nice, fresh, fruity, hoppy beers, and so it's it's. But there are some people who who only all like year round. dark dark beers yeah. even mm. in the middle of summer in the middle of a heat wave they still want a, a pint of stout or porter. So yeah, why not? I mean, uh, s- uh, stout porter they are available. Really, rather refreshing in hot mm. months mm. anyway. Black IPAs, yeah, nice and cold. Yeah. Black IPAs, yeah, yeah. Mm. definitely. Yeah, I think I think that lends itself to to what um, Hopzine uh, that's that's Robert Hopzine said. Uh, a considered but well kept range doesn't need to be expensive, but needs to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, so for you know, benefit of this, so tonight we've got, like I say, you've got your two regular beers on from Colchester Brew, which you're both drinking, mm-hmm. Sheena and Andy. We've got the Cowcatcher, which the three of us are drinking. Yep. We've also got from Wayne Brewery the plum spicy plum porter. Chili Ch- chili porter. Chili plum porter. It is chili. And it is, quite a it is chili. Yeah, I might have a taste. I might not have a pint. Um, <laughs> a few chili plum porters. You can't taste the chili in them. This, this one you can. can. Yeah. Yeah. This, this definitely has a. And um, what a was taste. the what's the other one you had one Every earlier? Hop- I love dies. 
So and that's quite a, that's quite a hoppy cask beer, mm. isn't it? Yeah. As well. So that is a bit of a variant, isn't it? As well. Yeah, on the, on, on the cask yeah. lines especially, and, and then you've got a bit of a mixture on the on, on the keg taps as well, yeah. haven't you? As well yeah. as having a you know your large you know, black straw stout and something in the fridge. So mm. I would say it sort of ticks the boxes really. Yeah. So we had also from uh, Anthony Derbyshire. Range is always good, but if it's not kept well, then there's no point. You can generally put up with unfriendly staff because they're only human. Probably not like that all the time. I <laughs> 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 quite like that one. I, I do, but if if I was if I was settling in for the evening, so so, so for me coming coming here would be an evening out. Mm. I, I I probably would, would would come here as a destination to spend spend one night. If if I was faced with and I, I'm doubt it ever happens here and, and I'm not saying that just because I'm, I'm sat in front of the <laughs> landlord and lady but if, if I was faced with grumpy staff I'm not sure how long I would be prepared to to, to stay and try and engage in conversation if you if you'd come here with six of your friends and was sitting in one of the the rooms away from the bar it probably wouldn't make that much difference it, but yeah. if you wandered on your thing I just want to pop down the pub for a, for two or three pints and pull up a bar stool if it's not busy and the bar stools are next to the bar, <laughs> yeah. I pull up a bar stool and and just want a bit of socialising. Well, you do want a friendly member of staff because mm. if if it's a very quiet night or a, an afternoon and you're in on your own, you might have come to socialise. So if there's customers to socialise with, fine. But if not, you want friendly staff. Mm. They will make or break your visit. And I've I've had that quite a lot because I used to travel around the country quite a lot with work, and I would so I, I'd often find myself in a bar on my own. And I would, if there was a bar stall, I would choose to sit at the bar and possibly look to engage the member of staff in yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've been faced with a member of staff leaning against the back wall on their phone. I was about to say about oh. the phone, but you guys... I mean, do you have this as a rule, or is it an unwritten rule? Because I'm fairly certain I've never seen anyone behind your bar on the phone. It is a rule. Occasionally, a on a quiet day, you might see me and Sheena or Richard on his phone, but we do a Talking lot of to each other. We do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the few times we do, we do do all, a, a lot of our ordering. We're looking on websites as to what beer's available. Yeah. And especially Updating on a Monday untapped, and Tuesday, that sort of thing. we update untapped yeah. as soon as the beer's changed. Mm. So we, we keep up to date yeah. on things. So it's a, a great handy tool. But as far as members of staff leaning against the wall, not engaging with customers, no. it's part of the job. It's mm. a very, very big part of the job. It's probably a bigger part of the job than a lot of customers realise. They just think there's, there's nice, friendly people. Yeah, it's cost, that's what they're getting paid to do. Mm. Uh, there is getting back to your little bit about pulling up a stool and sitting at a, a you know at a bar if you're travelling the country or whatever. There's a sort of an unwritten rule, certainly in our pub, and, and quite a few other pubs have it. If a customer comes in and, and buys his drink and goes and sits at the table, reads newspaper or whatever, you leave him alone. If a customer comes in, pulls up a bar stool, and s- gets his pint at the bar, you talk to him. Mm. You know. Find out about him, chat to him. It's a, it's, or it's her. A, oh, her um, of which we do get quite a, quite a few women mm. wandering on their own, but they're there to be talked at either by yourself or the customers. And we actively encourage our customers, if a stranger walks in and plonks himself at the bar near them, to engage with them and strike up a conversation. Mm. That is getting back to the social the community, community spirit. Yeah. Of the chat pub. to them. They yeah. might have just moved in around the corner. They could be a travelling salesman. They might, be here for a few, they might be contractors here for a few weeks. Yeah. You, you don't know the, yeah. their story. Yeah. They might just be passing through. This might be their one and only visit. doesn't matter. They, if they have a nice experience, they're still going to go back to wherever they're going to and tell people about the experience they had in this lovely pub in Colchester. Yeah. 
you know, and word of mouth, no matter how far widespread it is, it still works. Yeah, because you don't know. The people they tell might be going, oh, I know someone in yeah. Colchester. I was going there anyway. I might yeah. pop in. Or they might have friends that live in the area. Yeah. Oh, so have you been down there? Tell them, yeah. You don't, you know, you don't know how, how far it can spread. The, the next one's an interesting one because it's obviously from another, another bar owner. Um, so it's a, at Beer Cellar Exeter. Um, said they asked their followers a similar question to what we asked this week Um, and again range and quality came out almost equal on top Um, for anyone answering all the idea of a question like this is to give focus so rather than taking the easy option out and just saying it's a mixture of all of the above Um, in an ideal world of course you'd have 10 answers across the board but in, in terms of focusing it down I mean I was surprised that it came out with the two that it came out uh, in terms of Were you surprised or surprised by how far ahead surprised by how far ahead yeah I thought they would come top yeah but I didn't think there'd be quite a big gap between no. those two and friendly staff but interesting to ask the questions which of the following do you not regard, as important. regard as important in your pub mm. and see see what people really mm. aren't bothered about that a lot of publicans think that their customers really really want in a pub mm. but actually people don't that mm. would that would no, it was quite used to be spoke about that when I mm. when I came in to do a bit of research for the show. I'm, I'm dedica- research, I'm dedicated. I'm dedicated. Like that. Yeah, yeah, I was working yeah. on a Saturday, um, <laughs> but it's quite hard to ask. Sometimes do a, especially for the, how we do it, a Twitter poll with a sort of a almost a negative type of question. It's quite hard to to work out how to ask it, isn't it? It, it is, and uh, I mean, it's. The, I suppose this is one of those Twitter polls where you would have liked the option to have set the poll up in a way that rank these in order of yeah. importance yeah. to, to, to use yeah. so which which one is most important mm. and all the rest of it and and somebody did do that for us which is <laughs> which is which is great so beer frontiers at beer frontiers it's a massive mix for what makes the perfect pub but i'd say in order good beer selection good atmosphere location and well priced and, and i find that interesting that mm. the last thing on 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 his list was well priced was, well priced, was, was well priced. Mm-hmm. Everything else before that yeah. was more important to, to him coming. She's obviously pub. willing to pay a, a reasonable price yeah. for a good. I think for the product. more discerning pub customer, you know, price is fairly low down the list. But then again, to other people, it's massively important. Hence, why Weatherspoons is so damn popular. Yeah, I mean, you know, to situa- some people that is the be all and yeah, end all. Situations sometimes dictate that, I suppose, as well. But I guess if you're happy with the first three, then the well priced bit almost slops in there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're probably not. You're probably not going to get the first three without being well priced, as in no, or maybe even fairly priced. Maybe a better way. Fairly of saying priced, it. yeah, yeah. I think the, the whole thing can probably be summed up. And I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun here, but I think a, a good pub is more than the sum of its parts. If you know what I mean, you've got all these things. You can have a, a fantastic range, well kept, nice, efficient, friendly staff. You know the decor's nice and this is nice, but there's just something. Missing. I've been in something a few missing. Like that. I've been where everything on paper ticks all the boxes. It's nice. It's this. It's that. Yep. 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 Good. 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 Do I want to stay here for another couple of drinks? No. There's one you of, can't put your finger on why. Well, you can't do a paint by numbers pub. No, in my no. opinion. So I don't think you could. That's suddenly, what Google's trying yeah, to do. But I don't yep. think you could suddenly say, okay, the Vic works where it is, exactly as it is, and just pick it up. No. And turn it into a franchise. No, you no. couldn't. No, you know, it would not work. There is, a, there is a, as I think we alluded to, there is a few comments which was about the, to point of a better phrase, the X factor. 
Yeah. There is something else there's, which there's something, something an alchemy which, that happens yeah. that works. When it works, it works, and yeah. when it doesn't, it doesn't. We we when we go up north, there's a one particular pub that I shan't name unless you really press me. And it is a fantastic <laughs> pub. <laughs> I know exactly the one he means. He knows I used to work there. No. Oh. No, I'm talking oh, about the one, one in my hometown of Sheffield. And oh, that one. It's probably the... It's not going to say the Rutland Dart. Is it the one that we went to that I can't remember? <laughs> or the wheels fell off? Yeah. The wheels fell off before the Rutland Dart. Oh, no, the wheels were off long it's, before then. It's an absolutely wonderful pub. It's a beautifully decorated, traditional pub. The range of ales are superb, always ever so nicely kept. Very nice people in there. It's got a lovely beer garden. And yet, we only ever go in there for one because I want to go around the corner to another one. And it's one of the most decorated pubs in the country. Okay. And yeah, it's just... It's, I'll tell you, it's the Keller Marlin Tavern, which is a wonderful oh. pub. Something we about it just one. leaves me cold. Yeah, we do. Third, we? third stop. It doesn't <laughs> quite yeah. click for me, and I don't know why. Oh, Keller, because yeah. it should yeah, it's do. Where I had the, uh, is that where we had the pork pie? pie? And the big pork pie. With the big pork pie? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, are you sure you're not thinking about the fat cat? Fat cat around the corner. No, we went in both of those. Yeah. You see, that's the fat cat was the fat cat was a lot smaller, wasn't it? The yeah. Keller Island's yeah. bigger. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. When, yeah, we whenever we're crawling around there, Keller Island Tavern, and I said, everything. I shouldn't sure, change like anything. It, it it's perfect. All the boxes. Everything they're doing is absolutely spot on. It's a cracking. Pub. I do get that because but I, go I think we stayed in there for a bit longer than we planned to. But as because it felt right. In what the fat cat, the Keller Island, the Keller Island. Also, we all bought, we bought pork pies. We did. That helps, yeah. The, yeah, I was going to say, the fat cat, I know about pork, because I always get one when I'm in there. Yeah, and the fat cat we filled out fairly much with like 20 of us rocking yeah, up. Yeah, so. it's tiny. Whereas um, the Keller Marlins is where we had the pork pies, and that's where you bigger. had your purple beer. And, yeah, and we were spread out mm. in a lot of that pub. Yeah, we took a lot of that pub in, because they've got a bit yeah. out of the back, haven't they? Yeah, I can't actually, yeah. But it just doesn't work Yeah, the tavern should work, and on every level, it's there's nothing to fault it. We only ever stay in there for one, and then we... It hasn't got that. Something just for us. For us, only for us. For us, 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 for us. That for me, and I think for you, has got that well. X factor. Yeah. It's just something. Uh, so, so, you know, that's a that's a perfect segue. It's like yeah. you've done this before. It's 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 I beautiful promise. because we're just that, that's that's the whole next section of oh, the comments. I had a point then. It's, it's all just, about no. You can't come in now. I'll just no, go back. To <laughs> I'll just go back to sleep. It's, it's all about. You know, you still get time. It's all about atmosphere and that X factor and. Um, our friend James at Gammon Baron is back again. Simply said, it's about the ambience. Brackets and pork scratchings. <laughs> Close brackets. Uh, <laughs> Told you they'd bring up pork scratchings, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. I mean, it's a fair day of doggy biscuits on the bar here. We do. So, uh, obviously, dog-friendly pub then, as, as, as well. well so somebody so. did mention that. I've not, I've not got their name down, but there, there was uh, at least one da- comment. David Martin said dog-friendly pubs. Yeah, in terms of how important it is for, for them to be dog-friendly as, as well. Depends if you like dogs, I suppose. But then again, I think it's the so, yeah. uh, same attitude you have about children coming in the pub. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like dogs. You want the owners well, to take responsibility for the dog. You want well the parents behaved, to take responsibility well for the child. Well-behaved dogs and children are both well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs, adults and children all have the Everybody. same rules. Mm-hmm. If you're nice and well-behaved, you're more than welcome. Yeah. But and if, I think you, that's if, you're, more than if you're being raucous and making a noise, whether you be a dog, an adult or a child, then maybe you should go and drink somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Michael so, Belly makes a sound when he comes in here. Your belly makes a sound anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's normally attached to some sort of device. Oh, on, he's 17. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Oh, he's he spoke to Rick the other day. Okay. 
He did speak a lot at the uh, at the weekend as well. Yeah, it was oh, more so chatty than usual. It's all my sentences now. I know, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, so Ruth Mitchell at Beer Fairy said, "Good service and friendly staff can make up for an average beer selection. I would rather drink in a nice environment than have the best beer in the world and not be made welcome. Environment is pretty much what makes a pub a pub. Otherwise, it's just a room. You can drink great beer at home. The atmosphere is what makes the difference." I think she's. Yeah. Spot on nailed there. it there. Yep. Spot Almost on nailed it. I, I, I've drunk in this pub for uh, 16 years now. So I've seen it from when it was... Shit. No, I don't like when people say that. It was, though. It, it, what, it was. It didn't sell real ale. It no, was, it's still shit. Sorry. Uh, all right, it's, it was John Smith's and Colesburg, but we, we looked after each other and, and we all got on with each other and it was our pub. Yeah, so, it wasn't a welcoming pub, though. Yeah, because it was your pub. It wasn't yeah. the strangers' yeah. pub. Oh, no, was we, it wasn't we, my pub. It, it was. It was. It, there was. A, there was a moment when it, was it sounded a, like the jockey from what I've heard, <laughs> <got for> Seamus, <laughs> which is another great pub, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was. A, there was. A, there was a time when there was a local pub up the road that, that shut down, and they 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 started drinking in the Vic, and it was like. Um, What's the was it Wild West? Well, it, it wasn't. It was um, they would stand at one end of the bar and we'd stand at the other end of the bar and go, "This is our pub," and they'd be like, Haha, "We've we've we've invaded your pub. What you can do about it?" And there was never any violence. There was never any ill words. It was just tension. You're on our territory. Okay, and so for, for, <laughs> a, for a third person coming in, then that's even worse. Even more yeah. Yeah. Well, they got they got served because we were too no, busy. No, we didn't get served, but it, does, it really it was not a night. It wasn't a comfortable pub to come in. I can tell you that as, okay. as somebody who wasn't part of one of those <laughs> cliques, it was not a comfortable pub to come in. But now, again, I've seen it from 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 that stage to what it is now, and it's still what I see as as the same sort of thing. It's still community based. It's still customer based, <clears throat> and we all get on like. We're all family type things. It's inclusive, so. though. Mm-hmm. I'd like I personally think it's more inclusive. I don't mean that just because I'm. It is more inclusive now. Yeah. In the area, but Steve, you don't, and you feel have felt, always felt fairly inclusive. Felt here. Fairly, I'd, I'd like to think it's more welcoming. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more. It's a lot more welcoming. Yeah. Same than for that. Michelle. Um, Michael is, oh, despite his little sarcastic comments on Facebook, <laughs> he does. He likes coming in here mm. for a couple of hours. I mean, admittedly, he knows he's going to get bribed for a Chinese takeaway afterwards, but still, because it's. No one, if, if you want to talk to someone, you do. If you don't, people won't come over. It's mix and match. Yeah. It's, 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 it's still weird when, though, that when you come in, though, you feel like you've come in the wrong way around. This is the back door of the place. Yeah. And, it's uh, back to front pub. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. the first time yeah. I came in here was to meet you. Yeah, and you went, I, and where's I, the bar? I literally I walked through the door and I was like, where's the bar? I say to people, come to the front bar, and I'm thinking, actually, that's, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's the back bar, but it's. I always go right. Everybody goes Everyone right. Everyone goes right. I mean, yeah, because the door opens. No, I think some people there's probably a, there's go a number of people oh, a, yeah, always go left. Yeah, and always. tonight I, 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 I almost you know like when someone takes a penalty and they, you see them stutter yeah. <laughs> and then cock up the penalty on the way in tonight. I did that. I thought oh, I'm going to go left, and it didn't. And you could have went right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it throws people because that, the, the the immediate bar for the, for anyone listening that's never been as you walk through the door. You're confronted by a brick wall, so you can actually <laughs> turn left or right into into two separate rooms. And most people turn right, and there's, there is a bar there and seating area, but there's no pumps or fonts or or hampels or anything in that bar, and that's what makes people stutter as to 
Where's where the pub? Yes. Where, where is the pub? And it's it's round. It is very unusual. That's exactly what it's I had the first yep. time I yep. came in here. I, was like, I don't know where to go. I'm having a bit. All of you panic. can see is a big wall of wine yeah. there, and it looks yeah. like oh, is this a wine? That's your bar? first engagement with the customer, though, as well. So it's mm. it's what you what you're looking for. And it's great. Know. They come in and, and they say, oh, what beers is? Come round here and yeah. have a look. So yeah. you so you you drag them round. Yeah. And suddenly they're in the lively, lovely bar yes. at the back. All of a sudden, it's a whole new world up there. Yeah, but it's quite nice the way because. It's weird because normally you'd sit at, if you wanted to be away from it, you'd sit at the back of the pub. Yeah. Here you sit at the front of the pub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, is, yes. it is a weird way of, of looking at it. I mean, we, we had some other comments about atmosphere and, and, and being in the pub. So another one was um, from Pub Curmudgeon at Old Mudgy. If the atmosphere is uncongenial, even the best beer in the world won't make you want to stay for another. Correct. Yep. Fair point. Yep. yep. I've got to agree yep. as, as well. Uh, which follows on nicely for a friend of the show and a habitual appearer on the show. Uh, Justin Mason at 1970s Boy. Oh, who's that then? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever met him? Have you guys had a long conversation with him? Yeah. <laughs> um, I look for someone that feels like home from home. Friendly staff and well-kept beer are essential, but I want that place I can go to, relax, and for a short while at least, forget about everything else. It's somewhere I can be solitary or social, depending on my mood too. Luckily, they've upped their um, yep. characters on Twitter, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I, think, I think that lends itself to what you're saying in terms exactly. of what you encourage your bar staff to do. So if somebody, and cause, and if, if, if somebody moves mm. away from the bar, they clearly don't want to engage. Yeah. Leave just leave them to it. But if, if, they're, if they're hovering about around the bar... They're looking for engagement. Our yep. customers are all trained to engage with other customers. <laughs> Your customers are <laughs> trained. We've trained them. I love that. Well, that's what are. the dog biscuits are for. We, we <laughs> 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 well, they don't know they are, but yeah, they are. They're trained, I love that. It's, it's like orchestrating. You know, you've got the new guy at the bar and you've got one of your regulars sitting a couple of stools along that you've been talking to. If the new guy comes and sits a couple of things, you know, stools down, you go and talk to him and then you sort of drag the, the, regular the regular into in. the conversation they get talking together and then you can walk away and get on with your work yeah. it is orchestrating mm. people to to make the conversation and I hope not too many customers are listening to this because they don't know what we're up to yeah our plan's been foiled I'll bring that back to my own experiences in the past of being somewhere unfamiliar and you, and you go in and you want engagement mm, yeah. so and you, you know when I suppose it comes back to that rabbit hole thing when you're as far down as we are <laughs> you, you search out places that are going to have good beer and they're going to have people in that bar that are maybe going to want to talk about it as, as well so but, and, and I've been in that position I've been in a strange town and I've I, I fancied a conversation and you've, so you've gone to a specific place knowing you're potentially going to get to engage with either a member of staff or one or two or three or half a dozen other yeah. geeks at the And there's bar so many characters in, in pubs as well. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everyone's got a different story. Everyone's got different backgrounds and, and opinions. And it, it, you can get into conversations about anything, you know. And, it, and that's, again, that makes your drinking experience really good. You, you might just pop in for a couple of pints and end up spending all day because you've, you've been talking to so-and-so's coming from work and oh, I've had a really bad day and it's oh don't worry about that have a beer and then the next person will come in and, and next thing you know you've had six or seven beers and it, it's been a really good day and then hopefully they'll come back which is which is which is what that's what you're after find it again. Yeah. that's what you're after <laughs> just return customers you know yeah. and, and the whole knack is to get people walking out of the door of a pub feeling a lot better about themselves than, they did in walking in. than what they did yeah. when they walked in. Mm. Whether it be the alcohol and the socialising and everything else that goes with it. If you walk out and go, oh, 
Well, that was a good night. Oh, and off you go home. They've got all That's their woes off their, you know, yeah, all, all their woes job. and stresses off their, yeah. to the bar person. And you're like, yeah, okay, yes, 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 I know the wife's causing you. Or, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh. But they walk out going, oh, do you know, I feel so much better now because mm-hmm. I've told somebody my problems. Offloaded. Yeah. I go, I'm really stressed every night. Yeah. <laughs> I really worry. Because you've taken on everyone else. <laughs> I know. I, I worry about what's big, happening. Big giant sponges. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, I don't know if, um, again, I might be jumping the gun a bit. One thing that hasn't been mentioned about what makes a good pub, when it comes to the staff, knowledgeable staff. Not just nice and friendly and efficient, knowledgeable staff. Not many people did mention that. No, which I find surprising to, because to be I've been into bars or pubs where I've asked for a specific type of product and the staff haven't had a clue. Carl didn't mention it. Carl mentioned it. He, he, he said knowledgeable, but not many people did. And I did wonder whether it's because we focus so much on pubs, but people weren't focusing on that knowledge mm. side so much, whereas if we'd said maybe tap rooms or yeah. something mm. of that. I think, I think most, it's important. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Most of yourselves and your listeners probably have got that much knowledge that they 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 don't really have to search out. They can look at the range and they pretty much understand what's on offer. Yeah, maybe. Anyone that's not a beer geek that's maybe starting on that journey and wants to know about and they want to get into to beers, it's very important that whoever's the other side of the bar can tell them and, and give them a bit of education and, and, and guide them in what they should be drinking. And I think that's really important. And that came out a little bit when we had the last show here when we were talking about the dispense methods. But you guys will make sure that everyone's tasted the beer. Mm. You will mm-hmm. have a try with maybe di- what you may think will be the best dispense method mm. for it as well. Mm. So that when it comes to actually serving the, the customer, you guys are speaking from a position of your own knowledge anyway. Yeah, as, a bare, as a bare minimum, that's what your starting point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it didn't come up much actually, to be fair. Go, going back to just dipping into the spoons conversation from earlier, I've seen recently quite a lot. Um, on on Twitter where people have gone in and they've asked for maybe a can from the craft range and they've had to actually point out where it is in the fridge to the bar staff mm. because they when when they've asked for the beer the bar staff have no idea what what's being asked well for. that's just poor training because but it's about having that pride and passion again for just doing your job and and wanting to learn I've I've been out of the industry for eleven and a half years and I've come back into it and I'm learning every day and and I want to make sure that I pass on the best of my knowledge to all the customers so that I can stand behind that bar and know what I'm talking about. Because otherwise, if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to look stupid. Yeah, which to is be going fair, to make you were a very enthusiastic customer if you were in those days. <laughs> <laughs> Take that how you will. <laughs> Take that how you will. But again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You, if, you, if you pay the staff minimum wage and they're not interested in the job, well... Why yeah, would they want to learn? Not even that. I mean, that's just basic training because they so may not, they may not drink know, the beer, you but you should know, know what's behind is. you in the fridge. Yeah, let's well, yeah. face it. You should better turn you around and go. You've got XX and what row has got bottles and which row has got cans? But then yeah. people should be people also people should be trained or, or educated in the basics before they sort of do that, so they can distinguish between a, a different style of beer or what an IPA is to a, what a double IPA is, and mm. it's it's sort of. It's one pint of Green King or two pints of Green King. <laughs> Sorry, who? <laughs> Sorry. We said we weren't allowed to swear. 
So the, the, the final one that we're going to go for under this kind of atmosphere section is um, from Charles Davy at Chuck Davy. And I, I'm beginning to feel a kindred spirit with this man. Um, he said, good people, happy, friendly, open, good people. Normally good beer goes with those traits. Hate cynics and mardy hipsters, even <laughs> if the beer is cutting edge. Is there anything worse than drinking some hype gravy being drunk by unhappy people in a pop-up? <laughs> <laughs> so I could, I could hardly get through that. <laughs> I was going to say, well done. Well done for doing that. Well done. He's got a round of applause. That must be the first round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike but he's, he's summed it up there, hasn't yeah. he? Absolutely. In, in, in terms of yeah. where beer has maybe gone to sometimes. Style over substance, I think, is the phrase it's, that comes yeah. to with that one, yeah. No, it's a valid point. You know. I mean, for me, as, as slightly a little bit tangent, I mean, I love a good tap room, but it will mm. never replace a pub for me. No, they I've not. To be fair, I've not been in that many, but the few that I have been in, they're, they're a little lacking in something. It's that for me. Yeah. I, I hate and I don't really want to say the word atmosphere because when I have been to tap rooms, I've probably been with other people anyway, whether that be with Michelle your or Green. You have your own atmosphere yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's who you're with. cold. Yeah, mm. um, and it doesn't have. Something which almost you almost feel like oozes out of the the whole fabric of the building sometimes. Yeah, I just I'm going to throw in there that you, you've obviously not been to the Buxton Tap House, <laughs> have, have you? Because that is it's the best of both worlds. It's a pub that only so I have Buxton heard did. that that is one of the I exceptions yeah. to the rule. Yeah, yeah to be because honest. because it's not it's not at the brewery. Yeah, it's in it's in Buxton Town yeah. Centre. Yeah. So and it, and it is it is a pub environment when there's a it's bar. It's a pub that just happens to be owned by Buxton, yeah. a bit like the Oddy and, and Colchester. Yeah, it's Abs- a pub. Absolutely, it's not yeah. a tap room. Yeah, it's it's you no, know it's there no, for tap. I know. Yeah, you know I haven't. Mm. I know. Moving on to the next section. You haven't drunk Jaipong. Yeah, oh, see, <laughs> done it again from the brewery. Just needed to finish the sentence <laughs> to get all the words out. Uh, <laughs> Next section, Steve. Um, so, so this was what, what, what we've entitled uh, "Things That Can Make or Break a Pub." Although you could give this almost a subheading of comments from other podcasts, <laughs> because because well, all these comments are from other beer podcasts. Um, Who we've worked with with uh, Riverman Brews and Men Behaving Badly. We have. We haven't worked with Beers Frontiers yet. Not yet. But I'm sure. I'm sure, sure we'll we will at some point. So, so that, that that was the first comment. Beers Without Frontiers podcast at Beers underscore Frontiers. Everyone wants something slightly different. E.g., on Friday night, I went to the small bar in Bristol. Staff were super helpful, offering tasters and advising on styles. Great beer selection, but place was packed nowhere to sit and very noisy had to go elsewhere after one drink victim of their own success if the place yeah. is packed you can't really hold that against a pub if a pub's getting everything right and you know lots of people want to be there it's going to be busy mm. so yes it might be a downside but you can't blame the premises for I'll that. blame them for that. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's it's a tough one, isn't it? Make, yeah. I mean, that was, that was tick, 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 yeah. tick. I want, I want to yeah. go to a really popular pub. Yeah. I want it to be quiet. I want it to be really quiet. <laughs> well, it's not going to be popular if it's quiet. Yeah. 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 No, no, yeah it's like the other when I came here, about, what was it, about half five, there was no football locally and it was packed. Yeah. 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 So note to self, um, put small bar on Crimbow Crawl early yeah. in the day. Oh, you're going to Bristol? Yeah. 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 Um, next up we had from Riverman Brews at Riverman Brews UK combination of good service and good atmosphere there's usually something I'll drink but I've walked out of pubs because they were crowded or the service was appalling and that was from Andrew two entirely separate issues because it was crowded or the service walking out of a pub because the service is appalling fair enough walking out of a pub because it's crowded 
Depends what you wanted your pub visit to be. If, if, if you, you want wanted a nice, quiet, peaceful drink on a Friday night because you've had a bad week at work, don't pick the busiest, pop, most popular yeah. pub in town. It's going to be crowded and busy. There you go. But, you know, if you want cheering up and you, you, you've had a bad week at work and you want cheering up and you yeah. want a bit of lively, go find the most popular pub in town because it's going to be bouncing and full of happy people. That sounds you know, know, Again, like no, Andy no, said, you can't, you can't knock a pub for being crowded and busy. I love it when guests do our work for us. I know, it's brilliant. <laughs> I, I know, it makes it very easy, doesn't it? And, and then finally from um, Tom at Member he- Behaving Badly. I always get the name wrong. Even, even though we've done two podcasts with him, I still can't tell you what the name of their podcast is. Uh, a decent range of beer is important, especially as I'm still on my beer journey, so it's nice to have a choice. Decent range of bottles and cans, also useful alongside keg and car stop options. However, I also value a pub with a great atmosphere, and if there is music, it's not too loud, so I can actually talk about the beer too. Mm. The aesthetics can be important, but if the beer is good, then I don't mind too much. Mm. Again, I think it's a fairly decent summary. Yeah. yeah. Fair comment, yeah. I mean, you guys only lay music on the jukebox, so you don't mind. <laughs> oh, well, no, come on, you've got all those. You make it out as if we'd like to take the music. I, I, uh, yes. <laughs> I allowed or tolerated a, a whole hour and a bit's worth of a particular band that I'm not very fond of in the day. Smiths. A couple of people came oh, in and God, were on the really? way to see them and they were a big giddy, so they went through the jukebox and just put every oh. single track on. Oh, God, I, I don't want to tempt me to walk out. Smiths <laughs> being almost hanging myself by the end of it. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? Why? No, we, do have, we do have a sign above our jukebox that says music is awesome unless the bar staff think it's inappropriate. <laughs> so who which, doesn't t- mean, which doesn't mean we, if we don't like it, it means if it's inappropriate. Appropriate. Nobody, yeah. nobody wants classical music on a Saturday night. Versus the Smiths, I'd have classical music I'd, any day. Uh, yeah. So would I. Never but, said yeah. it was on a Saturday night. Mm, no, but you don't want, you know, a pub like ours, you know, predominantly a, a grown-up style of pub. Um, you know, on a Saturday night, if, if you know, if we've had a couple of hours of David Bowie and a, a nice 80s tunes and then somewhere along the line some <coughs> modern-day X Factor hip-hop stuff comes on, it's like possibly going to get rejected mm. because that doesn't, it's going to affect the ambience of the pub. We don't want screamo metal. Someone puts that on. The whole feeling yeah. of the pub would be right. It would get rejected straight away. I'm impressed you know what scream metal and hip-hop and that sort of stuff. I listen to it a lot at home, but that doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I want it in the pub. But yeah, it's, it's protecting... On his days off. You've got to protect the ambience and the whole feeling of the pub. And, and if you've got music playing... That's very important, oh, and just letting can, anything go isn't going to work. Mm. And it, work it has happened. We have actually had somebody put, I can't remember if it was opera or classical, it was a few years ago now, but put it on at about half past ten on a Friday night. There'd been party tunes going all night, predominantly 80s, that's the age yeah. group that we have. A few more modern ones and whatnot, but it was a real bouncing, lovely, jumping atmosphere. Everybody's in a good mood. It was one of those lovely, lovely nights. One of our older customers had had a few too many and decided. <laughs> that because it was on the jukebox, he was perfectly within his rights to play it, and it was Puccini or something, and it's like, no. no. The whole atmosphere of the pub just came down. You could, Flat. Feel, you could feel everyone it just, going, yeah. what? You know, it was and like sticking stopped. a pin in a balloon. Yeah. It was dre- so it got rejected, and he had a hissy fit and <laughs> wandered off, but yeah. he's all fine now. We kissed him made up, it's fine. But yeah, the, the music that it's playing... Have you taken that option off can, the jukebox? <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's so many options. You want to play a little bit of classical on a nice Sunday afternoon at about sort of three o'clock? Fine, not a problem. Not an issue at all. It's but not on a Friday. 
not yeah. a hard time. It's, it's right, no. right music. Yeah. Right horses, right. Yeah. Right horses, yeah. courses. If you want um, Richard to go outside and sweep the front or clean the windows, put, put country some, and western on. Put yeah. some country and western on. Yep. And he also oh, gets that very busy. Me as well. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Makes you a very industrious country and western. <laughs> 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 I remember that. Note to self. Note to self. Music can influence the atmosphere in any pub. More than people think it will. Okay, so similarly, 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 and then this is one that I know, Martin, you take issue with—not issue with, but you've you've certainly discussed this one a number of times. Is good beer on the whole, um, though sometimes it depends if a sporting event is on that I want to see, and that's from Greg Borman at Greg Borman. Now I, I, I know you have many times mentioned about your lack of ability to find somewhere that does sport. Oh, specifically football. Beer. I mean, yeah. I'm, I know that you guys yeah. don't, and you show the rugby mm. up where we're recording tonight. The rugby's in a separate room. Yeah. So in the, the pub itself, there is no TV yeah. screens. We don't show any sport at all. I mean, for me, that I mean, I wouldn't want to change this pub at all, don't get me wrong, but the biggest thing for me is sometimes that I'd still want to be able to watch a sport and have a decent beer. And it seems that a lot of the time you can't get the two together. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's, I mean, finding... I'm not a football fan, but I do love rugby. And, you know, before I was running my own pub, trying to find somewhere where I could get a decent pint and watch the rugby in a nice atmosphere, you know, it felt like the quest for the Holy yeah, Grail. It is quite a, it is a tough it's a quest. Mission. It's a mission. So I, I do, I can have a bit of Especially a for, simple. you know, those that prefer the real ale. You know, yeah. Because a lot of the, all the sports pubs seem to be predominantly it's macro. It's macro, isn't like it? Macro do you, do you want to watch it with your, with your? Is it the whole watching it with your friends' experience, or is yeah. it I can watch it on my tablet with my earphones in? Cause oh no, 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 that's what, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's something wanna, great about watching. If I go to the pub, I want to watch it in the bar with in the mates. bar. I don't need the sound to be blasting out. No, no. Music, but I, I just want to feel like I'm part of it as mm. close as I can be without mm. being at the ground mm. where the sport is taking but place. This is, this is differentiating between a pub and a sports bar. Uh, for me, I'm not a big fan of TVs in pubs showing anything, whether it be just having the news channel on. I, do, which I agree with that. Do it, it Why have the news on all the time? Oh, Turn it off. Yeah. No, Jeremy no, Kyle no, and, yeah. and you know, but again, I don't think. I think if it, for football, I think unless you've got a dedicated room that you can put the one, you know, one side of your pub that, that shut off from the rest of the pub, where you can football's in there, but it's not in the rest of the pub. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but other than that, it needs to be shown in sports bars. So maybe the question is here: Why don't sports bars up their game and serve better beer? Mm, yeah. yeah, because yeah, we've agree. got quite possibly a few. They don't need to. What, what well, I'd call sports they're, they're bars. They're possibly get in the trade. I ran a, I ran a pub years and years ago that was a, a technically a sports bar, yeah. three big screens, and I think it was about thirty TVs in the pub, and we sold lager and I, th- stuff, yeah. and I think we sold Webster's. I think. But there's plenty you know, of sports blimey. fans that but, like decent but, but beer. The yeah. was, but the pub was absolutely packed, and I, I didn't need to put real ale on because yeah. it's not what they wanted. They wanted lager. Some did, but they, yeah. you know the ones that do don't go to bars yeah. like that. Mm. But where do they go? Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's that, a tricky one. I said I think it's a valid point. Mm. I, I would like to have absolutely. the option sometimes. Mm. A decent beer and a, a yeah. game of football. Yeah. Okay, so let's um let, let's wrap this bit up by going back to the original question. Which what was, was that? What do you <laughs> say? That was bloody ages ago. What do you look for in a pub? And let's go around the table. Let's uh, start with you, mate, because you normally put this on me. You you normally I know, make that's me what on. I was, wait, I was about yeah, to do that. To yeah. You. So so I'm throwing it to you Git. to you first. What what do you look for in a pub? Um, I think I the reason why I highlighted uh, Ken O'Kelly's 
uh, one at the start will be often the beer will get me in the first time even if that's not using untapped maybe just looking through the window or having a look I'm not somebody who will go into a pub and will feel obliged to have a drink or stay if there's something about it I don't like mm. I'll spend my money elsewhere yeah. so if I go in and find somewhere where either the beer the atmosphere the range works brilliant the beer will get me in the first time but if I don't like the pub I probably won't spend the money the second mm. time even if it's got the best range going mm. so it's got to have that combination I don't think for a pub it can't ever be just one thing no it never is and you know there's a couple of pubs in Colchester which have recently changed hands and stuff and they don't work for me anymore because something's been taken away mm. something doesn't quite work for me it might work for lots of other people and they're still pubs brilliant just doesn't work for me so it's, it's the combo fair enough okay Rich um, I think for me it's mainly it's it's having sort of a, a good friendly atmosphere in the pub you know you can go into a pub and, and talk to somebody or like I said earlier I'll, I'll be drinking here for, for years and I used to come in at any time of the day and there's always somebody I could talk to or I'd always engage in a conversation with somebody um, and, and that's what sort of made my experience uh, enjoyable in this pub and uh, and also the the now the awesome craft beer selection <laughs> um, <laughs> that, yeah. about to become free yeah mm. Three, not free. Free. Three. Free. Where I come <laughs> from, let's say free. Don't, don't be promoting that. I was like, don't, don't be giving people the yeah. 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 Three, three yeah, craft beers on keg. And I'm, I'm not going to do the whole, there's a craft beer festival down here, Maybank holiday weekend. <laughs> there's no. no point. I'm not here, Maybank holiday weekend, to so say as much as I like. Um, Sheena? Um, yeah, pretty much the same as Martin, really. It's, you know, if I walk into a pub and there's something on the bar that... I'm going to fancy drinking, or that I've not seen before, that's new to me, I'll have that. That'll keep me in there. Um, whether I stay for more than one depends on the quality of the whatever it is that I've been served and the atmosphere. It's it's more than just one thing. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the beer will get me in there, in through the... Well, not in through the door. You, If it's a strange pub, you'll, you'll walk in and see what it's like. But, again, we have walked into a pub and turned around and walked straight out again because we've looked at the beer and offered and gone, no, thanks. No. And straight back out. And straight back out. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I don't care how well it's kept. I'm not going to drink that. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah. as. By the same token, though, we've been in pubs with a, shall we say, decidedly average beer range. I'm thinking of the one when we, um, when we were out in the boot. I didn't want to say, but <laughs> out on the bar. <laughs> with, um, the only the only hill he's got on there is Dunbar. Mm. But we went back to that pub again. Even though there was other pubs loitering about, we went back there, and mm. we knew there was only going to have Dunbar. But he was a lovely, friendly yeah. landlord. The pub the itself was nice. nice. The regulars were chatting to us like, "This is really nice. Something it's a it shame, works. but I can put up with that Dunbar for the rest of it." Yeah. And, it wouldn't have and there were other, there were other pubs around in yeah, the area within a hundred or two hundred yards walk. Yeah. There's there's another one um, down the road mm. that we know has interesting independent breweries. But there was something about that mm. pub that made me sit and drink two pints of Dunbar. <laughs> and and I you're going, what? <laughs> More than once. <laughs> I can't really think. And we went back and did the same yeah. again. So, yeah, it's, good so, beer is important, but that probably proves that it's not the most important. Mm. As much as you might, because if you had told me that beforehand, I'd have said, no way. <laughs> you know, I might have had half and gone somewhere else. I think maybe because did, did you try the other pubs, though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Really I was going to say, because well. you might have missed out. But no. when we, we went back there yeah. you know, a few months later, yeah. we went back in that same pub, mm. knowing we were only going to get Dunbar. 
possibly because we were just visiting the area. Mm. If we lived in that area, it probably wouldn't be my local local. No. Go to one of the other couple of pubs that we went to, which were very nice. But when you're just visiting, it's like, do you know what? I had a good time in there. We went mm. in there for the atmosphere. It so it's lovely. an intangible. Yeah. There's an in, like yeah. we said before, there's an intangible. It. Yeah. Brilliant. Did you answer? No. Yeah. What was yours? I was just trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've only had three parts. I'm going to forget. No, no because I I'm not sure I can offer anything different to what's already been said. It's, 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 it's for me. It's a combination of things. It's, it's probably going to be the beer selection that gets me in first of all. But is, is it welcoming? Is there a, is, is there a nice environment? Uh, you, you know, that's what's going to keep me there, and that's what's going to keep me coming back. Yeah. As, as, as well, I'm not, I'm not going to labour that point because that's what essentially what everybody else around the, around the table has said. But, you, you know, I mean, we've had lots of great comments on, on, on this this week and we've only managed to feature a probably a of percentage of, the, of them as well. Yeah. We would have loved to have covered them all. But please um, keep the, the comments coming in using the hashtag opinions and, uh, and we'll keep picking them up and certainly keep this conversation going as well. And you may very well feature um, on, on another regular part of the show. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So, so this week we had um, a few comments very much about um, other shows that we've recently done, which, which is great because yeah. we, we love it when, 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 when folks people come give, back, us, yeah. give us feedback. So, so first of all, from Beer Monologue at Beer Monologue, listened to the show this week and agreed with much what was said. Uh, just cancelled my Beer 52 subscription and spent the equivalent at Caps and Taps and Clapton Craft today on eight cracking IPAs and Pals. Definitely a place for beer subs, but not but DIY. DIY box is so much more satisfying. So that's going back to show that we did recently, the, 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 the beer, beer boards ones to watch show, yeah. yeah, where 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 we were asking, you know, do you have a beer subscription or do you prefer to do? And the, the DIY box is very much what you do, isn't it, with Beer Central? It is. That's yeah. very much how you operate. Yeah, yeah. Um, next one again, um, particularly in in relation to where where we are this evening, yeah. from, from Miles again. That's I think that's three times. That's a hat trick. Yeah, that's, that's a first. But this isn't is it? A, this is in uh, answer to Paul at UNRCD's question. So, so hang on. So, so Paul not only has his own section, people are now he's answering. now getting people answering to yes. his section on our show. Yeah. So Miles Miles is what answering. The fuck. I know. So <laughs> like we're not part of the show anymore. <laughs> having conversations and it's, it's not like Miles doesn't have his own podcast either is it <laughs> <laughs> so Miles said uh, I totally get the cask as the first choice in a pub mainly driven by not being able to replicate cask texture at home which I think is what I said wasn't it when so the question was mm. what do you look for when you first go into a pub for me I would always look at the cask section yeah because Lots of I, nods around the table, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I can't yeah, your do nods that. don't work on an audio. So not, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, people can't see that. Nodding. Yeah. Nodding. nodding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but however, everyone is nodding. Yes. Apart from you, Steve. Uh, yes, apart from you. He looks a cannibal. I, I'm still, um, I, will, I will always look across the range of beers that are on offer and will go with a beer that I want to drink the most. Not, not necessarily. Mm. I won't always go for cask. I'm nearly Some, always go for cask. Sometimes I will go for Just because I can't do it as well as a pub anywhere else it's got to be a good selection of cars to pull me in true on, on it um, next up from Neil Hayden at Neil Hayden 73 uh, listening to two blokes watching and discussing a film you can't see whilst they're drinking beer really shouldn't work however opinions on films is an absolute <laughs> treat I, feel, I, I love that comment <laughs> I, I'm really happy with that because that's a little uh, a little indulgent side project that we have yeah. so have you done one recently because uh, well the we, other the Saturday when we both popped in we'd just done the uh, first Avengers film 
uh, which, which is out for for people that are listening to this now will be out on April the 26th which coincides which the day before Avengers Infinity War so, so you'll get to listen to us essentially talk over the whole film this time and not yeah. talk much about the film there's about five minutes chat about the Avengers film yeah. and, uh, and two hours chat about the last one I, the last one I listened to was the, the Die Hard I think that's what Neil was the one Neil that, watched. That was that was the last one. Yeah, that, and it's, that it's definitely a Christmas film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only they're only three or four times a year. Yeah. They're, they're, they're they're little like I say, it's a little indulgence that we like to do where we just get together and watch a film and have a beer. <laughs> yeah, watch a film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally from Rob Dixon at Rob Dixon UK, just the thought about one of your questions from a while ago about what or whether to drink when there's only macro lager available. I've just realised that an untapped location badge would probably change your decision. No. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's straight to the point from, from Martin there. Uh, no, it wouldn't change mine either. Um, although sometimes you just can't help being in a location that only has macro offerings. Yeah, but the untapped badge wouldn't sway me. Would it not? No. Uh, considering the amount of every beer that you drink that you check in... It's a badge. Surely you'd, if if a if you was in an untapped ver- verified location, and you were drinking steady, you'd check them in to get the badge. Oh yeah, by checking anyway. Yeah, you check in anyway. You check in. <laughs> fair, check. F- fair enough. Um, I think we're there. I think we're done. I think we are. I just uh, just leaves us to say thank you, Andy, Gina, Mitch, for, for um, inviting us to your pub again letting us use this wonderful recording space yeah thank you very much um, letting us enjoy some beers with you and sharing your wisdom of, of, of working in this industry with, with us as well and, and getting involved in, in tonight's podcast yeah cheers everyone cheers. cheers cheers sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name